0: Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap of the Northern Trust. And joining me to break it all down, let's bring him in. I've got Kyle Porter on the line. What up, KP?
1: Not much. Another week. Another another Vince Carter gif on Saturday. Somebody how, was how Somebody many? was getting on me about, oh, well, you know, you tweeted enough, you might get one right. It's like <laughs> I saw that. I do it like once a week. I, I
0: don't know what to tell you. My
1: percentage is like 96%.
0: What how often
2: you tweet do you – I, I missed it all. What did you tweet? He,
0: he already tweeted out the Vince Carter gif on a Saturday night saying it's over. So, KP, how how, how often do you do the Saturday night tweet? This has got to be fairly rare.
1: Yeah, not often, but DJ doesn't finish 3 3 to take a five stroke lead into, into Sunday very often either. So That
0: is very true. And you heard him right there. It's
2: Mark Immelman coming
0: all the way from, I don't even know if you're in Boston, outside of Boston from the scene. Hey, Mark.
2: I'm in Providence, Rhode Island right now because the Boston is not in Boston and it's closer right. to Rhode Island. So uh, it's about a 20 minute, 25 minute commute down the road. It's a beautiful spot here, I've got to tell you. And um, if the weather was like this all year long, I'd, I'd like to live in this place because the golf courses are great. Uh, TPC Boston is awesome, man. I, I, I don't know what the, the, the pictures were like on TV, but it is, it is beautiful. Um, it's so well-framed, I mean, with the fescue grass and, and those natural bunkers and the humps and hollows and stuff on the greens. It's a good spot, and the weather's been great. And, and, and DJ showed up. Oh, Scotty Sheffler showed up, too, but it's been good so far.
0: Yes. Uh, the aerial shots are excellent of TPC Boston. And you know who else likes TPC Boston? Who, who else is enjoying it? Dustin Johnson, who is going to take a five-shot lead into Sunday. He's five clear of both Harris English and Scotty Scheffler. KP, what we've been kind of saying week after week, someone else can be the number one player in the world. And not only can Dustin Johnson become the number one player in the world on Sunday? But he can also jump all the way up to number one in the FedEx Cup standings.
1: Yeah, he can. And, uh, you know, you, you've you been on this for a while. And and I think, I don't know, it's not like a unique take, but I thought, I think you've had a really good spin on it of like, hey, DJ's greatest attribute is his ability to uh, forget everything to not remember what he did yesterday, the last hole, the last shot. And that works both ways, right? It works when you shoot 80 or you shoot 80, 80, 78, like you did in July. <laughs> and it also works when you shoot 60 because I think sometimes you, you, you can get in your head either way. Like you go out, and shoot 80, 80, 78. I mean, if, if, I, I don't know, Gary Woodland did that, he'd be not a mess, but it would just be, it, it would mentally be very difficult. Uh, or if you go out and shoot 60 and you start feeling yourself a little bit, you can go out and shoot 72 the next day. And DJ just, he doesn't even, he just goes out and I said this on HQ, he's just going to go out on Sunday and try to shoot a 65. He's not going to be worried about number one. He's not going to be worried about Eastlake. He's not going to be worried about any of that. And that is the quietest, most peaceful, best place to be for a professional golfer, especially when you're playing at that level.
0: I'm glad you brought up the HQ segment because the question that was posed to us, which now I want to hear Mark's take on this, is what is Dustin Johnson's motivation for Sunday? And I was kind of on the same track as, as Kyle was here, Mark. Like, I don't think he needs motivation or even cares about motivation. He's just going to go out there and try to shoot something real low again.
2: No, Dustin Johnson, I mean, look, I, I think what's happening on the exterior belies what's happening on the interior a little bit because you don't stumble into 22 victories. I don't care how talented you are. And and I found the response because I was out there on the course with him Saturday um, en route to that 60. And I found his response afterwards fascinating. And for a while, I thought I was like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, because the question was pitched. So DJ, you shoot 60. Are you disappointed? And he was <laughs> like, no, not at all. Now, the guy, realistically, we were in the air calculating that this dude could possibly shoot 57 just at a canter. And he sort of, fumbled his way in there and he actually grinded his way to 60 because he made a few you know nice saving par putts and and the game sort of went sour for a while. And in watching this from a front row seat, I saw a guy who didn't just pack it in. He was knocking in 4 5 foot putts and stuff and such to keep the score alive. Then on 17 he's got like 12 feet downhill fast and he hit a really wishy-washy looking putt. I mean, he looked like me hoping that the ball was going to go in the hole if I was standing <laughs> over the you do <laughs> hit. That's true. <laughs> you know, when you're to hit a putt, you're like, oh, please go in, and you make this horrible stroke at the thing. The ball nearly melts into the cup, but doesn't go down. And then on 18, I'm out there, and he he makes a strange play with driver off the tee because he can get there with three wood and, a, and an iron, and then lays up and doesn't make the birdie and shoots 60. But afterwards, he goes, no, I'm happy with 60. That's a heck of a round of golf. And so I'm looking at this going, this is a guy that's thinking okay, it could have been 59, but today I shot 60. I played my way into contention in this thing, and I'm going to continue to build on that. And to Carl Porter's point, then finishing with the exclamation point that he did today, the motivation is that this dude wants to win the tournament. He wants to beat everyone's brains in. He won't show you that in his face. <laughs> and he wants to win the FedEx Cup because he hasn't done that yet. And, and, and I, I know people joke about it, but it's a thing now. You win the FedEx Cup. There's the big bonus, obviously. But it's 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 another check on the resume.
1: So when you talk about his exterior kind of belying like what lies underneath, are you talking about his kind of general toughness like like with like within himself?
2: Yeah. Think about the shots that he's hit under pressure at times. I mean, we were in a rain delay and they showed the rainfall from uh, this tournament a few years ago where I don't know if you remember, he's coming down the stretch with Spieth. I'm sure you do, Kyle. And, and he just blasts this ball, you know, 350 over the corner of the dog leg. It's a wedge in there tight to win. And then I watched two at the U.S. Open, 18 at Oakmont. Kyle, you've played there. You know the golf course. Um, 18 is no handshake finish. And he laces the drive down there, hits a six-hound behind the flag, knocks the birdie putt in. So he's, he's got this element about him. But he, he hides that because he's like, oh, whatever. You know, I make a birdie, I'm like, oh, whatever. I, I look, I'm, I'm not over the moon or what it is. But, but there, there's got to be this fire burning inside. And, and, and I get the sense the toughness, desire, all that stuff is inside there. He just doesn't show it like a, um, like a tiger, for argument's sakes.
1: I, I agree with you. I think that's right. I, I think that DJ is, I, I, think, I, I think not only is he tough, I think he's like, at least on the course a lot smarter than people, people like to joke about it. And it's like, well, DJ's genius is that he like comprehends all this information and then hits the shot in a very short amount of time. I mean, you've joked about how Austin doesn't even have the numbers and it's kind of a mess, but he just, he, it's almost like he doesn't like, he he doesn't need to go through the whole process. He just hits the shot. And I think that's what he's so good at and, and why it benefits him and guys like him to have some sort of shot clock because that ability to hit shots and process information or whatever is, it's a skill. Like it really is. But I disagree with you. I I don't think he's thinking about Eastlake. I don't think he, when he's off the course, sure, maybe, but when when he's playing his round, I, I, I do think guys like Harry Higgs or Cameron Davis, who you followed today or, even like a, a Scotty Scheffler, I, I think they're a little bit thinking about other things. I don't think DJ is thinking about any of that. Maybe not even off the course, probably not off the course. So I think his ability to to be so singularly focused on whatever shot he's hitting is one of the greatest benefits of of, of any skill that any player has on tour.
2: No, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Not not for one minute did I like say he's thinking of winning the FedEx Cup. I, I'm like, he knows what he's got to do to win this tournament, to gain the number one spot, to, to continue this good, rich vein of form because there's all of these things that go along with it. The world's number one ranking. And, and let's be honest, all of us have got egos, even if it's just a little bit. And he had fallen out of the conversation a little bit when it came to world's number one. It was all about Justin. It was all about Rory. It was all about John Rahm. And, and DJ was sort of a secondary player but now he's just come around saying, look, yeah, I might have been that guy that shot a few 80s, but I'm for real. And I've got to tell you one more time to, to yesterday's round because I saw it with my own two eyes. He was in his, his Greens reading book a bunch. Mm. And sometimes you can see when DJ goes like, oh, whatever, and I'll listen to Austin and pull a trigger. But that guy was grinding his way through that back nine en route to 60. And this wasn't a guy that was sort of wiping his rear end on a round of golf. He, <laughs> I tell you what, he was working hard. And, and again, it showed today because on this course, even though it's a birdie fest, things can go wrong quickly. We've seen that. Yeah. And I've seen that a couple of times when someone would come out fast and then all of a sudden you get on the wrong side of some of these holes and in those holes 12, 13, 14, 15 bite you and you shoot 71 or two. So, so I mean, he's, he's showing pedigree of that. I have no doubt.
0: There are a couple of really great Justin Ray stats. Uh, of course, the last player on tour to lose a five-shot lead entering the final round, Dustin Johnson, DJ, <laughs> uh, 2017 WGC the China Champions, uh, and who, players
2: who, who won that. That oh, was man. was it? no, it wasn't no, it wasn't Xander, was it? Was it Woodland? Well, oh,
0: goodness. Here we go. It, Just, was, it was Justin, Justin Rose. Rick. Justin Rick. Rose. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Justin Rose. And uh, the conversion rate, for 5 five-plus shot leads, 82%, 24 for 29 since 2010. So, KP, your Vince Carter gift might be safe one more week.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it is a little concerning that it's DJ. <laughs> I mean, I – <laughs> I, I, the, the China event, you know, is, is the, the WGC-HSB champions in China. Uh, that wasn't great. And, and But you brought this up, Rick. I think, he, I think you said he bounced back to win in his next start. It what, was what, what?
0: It was not immediately the next start because that was Hero World Challenge. I looked Turn, it up. It was Tournament, it was of, tournament champions. of Champions. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's right. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a little like you don't – I mean, we'll know after five or six holes, right, because when DJ – loses it you can usually tell early on i was go back to the us open in 2010 he quad you know quadruple on the fourth or whatever um but i don't know there there's just i think the other thing there's not a lot of guys that sh- could somebody go out and shoot 60 tomorrow sure daniel berger could go out and shoot 60 61 but there's not a ton of firepower right behind him there there's some you know Ustazen can can be great at times Burger can get hot, Scheffler obviously 59 earlier this week, but you don't have a, like the huge, huge names right behind him going into Sunday.
2: This golf course, the way it sets up, I think it'll be hard for him not to win. And the reason why I say so is it, it's soft early, it's like a handshake, and then it's strong through the middle part of the golf course. Like I would say holes eight through about holes 15-ish, 14, yeah. certainly. And then it's got this finish where you've got 16, which is a shortish hole. you've got some gumption, you can make a birdie there. 17, he's going to have a wedge. 18, it's essentially a par four for him. So if someone posts, the guy in the final group has got everything in front of him. It's like Augusta National. So, so I, just, I just get the sense that being in the final group here is an advantage, and having a lead is an advantage. And, and all I want to see is him to get onto social media one time and go, yo, Brooks, what up? as soon as he gets (laughs) this thing done tomorrow evening. that well, DJ, would be
1: that would be very off-brand for DJ though. DJ, been, that'd be fun wouldn't it DJ's it would, above that he's it would,
0: it would break Twitter if he did that um, <laughs> DJ might win over a million dollars on Sunday and you can win $1,000 on Sunday with no need to put any of your own money at stake just go to cbsports.com slash golf props to play a link is in the description so there's no excuse and here's one of the questions that aged very poorly from the time that I wrote it uh, gentlemen how many birdies or better will Dustin Johnson? make in the final round mark the line unfortunately for me is five and a half so would you like over five and a half or under with the uh with the knowledge that he made five in round one nine in round two and seven on saturday in round three um
2: what's his lead right now is it three right five five i might go under because because he doesn't have to keep the pedal down yeah you know, it's it's a par seventy one. If he gets out there and shoots sixty seven, that gets him to <laughs> something miles under par. I think he's out of reach. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, make, uh, I may go under on this one. I,
1: All right. I'm, yeah, I'm going under. Also, uh, the putter has been just absurdly hot the last two days, and
2: yeah, uh, so that's gonna switch off, right?
1: I think it, well, he's just been putting way beyond. I mean, he's, I, I think DJ's a really good putter. I think, I think DJ's putting is the most underrated skill of any player on the tour. Like for some reason, there's this narrative of like, oh, DJ can't put DJ's like a top 30 putter. Like he's really, really good at putting, but it's been, it's been a lot the last two days. So. And I, I don't know. I think he's going to be just playing to to win, especially down the stretch. Because you can't make big numbers. So I'll, I'll say under.
0: What I think was the most impressive round of the day was Scotty Scheffler's 67. Because, Mark, when you're trying to back up a 59 and you go out and make bogey on number two, a par five, which you, you're in the middle of the fairway with a five iron. You make bogey there. I'm thinking, oh, boy. Here we go. He can't back up this 59. We are about to see this thing derail. He ends up birdieing the third, so he bounces right back. He shoots a four under 67, and he is in a tie for second. I was very impressed with his round today.
2: I'm very impressed with Scotty Scheffler. You know, when he came off the Corn Ferry Tour, you got to have some chops to lead the money list over there and to win that order of merit, and he proved that. But, you know, we, one always reserves judgment until you've seen the guys play at the highest level. And since he's got to the PGA tour, he has shown that he is for real. I mean, you don't, again, you don't stumble into the final group on a Sunday at a major championship. Uh, so, so he's played in the, the final group at the PGA alongside DJ over there. He's shown his pedigree. He's got his own technique and, but I just, I love the guy savvy about life in the game. He's, he's quotable, he's smart, he's easygoing, he seems to play the game fun. And, and, and I love a guy who after he shot 59 gets asked a question and he goes, well, it was kind of just like playing a game of wolf out there, you know, it was just, yeah. just aim at flags and go. And, and that tells me that the guy's got everything in perspective. And so the person that is in that mindset, you make a mistake early, you're like, I'm okay, I'm playing well, I'll pick off some. And that's what he showed today. There was a stumble early, but then he sort of did what he had to do to right the ship. And it was a very mature round of golf.
1: I love your point about the corn fry too, Mark, because you look at the last, I think Sungjae led it the year before Scheffler. Is that right? So, right. and I'm pretty sure he made it to Eastlake last year, true championship. Sheffler is almost certainly going to make it unless he just falls apart over the next five rounds. Um, That's, I mean, it, so if you look at the top of the corn ferry, I mean, that's like pretty, it, it's, it's not like you, you, you finish first on the corn ferry and you're like the hundredth best guy on the PJ tour. You're, you're like a top 30, 40, 50 guy at, at worst. It seems like based on the last few years of evidence that we have. And I think that speaks to how competitive that tour is. And yeah, I just I, I think I think in the future you, you start looking at at some of the results there and you're like, oh, we we need to like take these guys seriously first year coming into the PGA tour when maybe 15, 20 years ago you wouldn't have done that quite as much.
0: So that means that Will Zalatoris will be our PGA tour rookie of the year next he's, year.
1: He's good. There he's go. really Boy, good. Can I
0: get a, Can I get the odds on that right now? <laughs> uh Harris English, speaking of guys and their status. D- doesn't even have full status this year so he yeah. he finished last season in that 126 to 150 couldn't get out of uh corn ferry finals so kyle i mean we've been very impressed with his game kind of a, he's very aesthetically pleasing swing we know he gained strokes in all four major categories but like there's kind of more to it like he's 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 legit
1: yeah somebody uh this just had me flummoxed for like an hour but somebody on twitter today uh your boy tim uh tim frank timothy frank
0: oh uh fantasy golf man right
1: yeah that's right (laughs) he said what he said uh i think harris english and jordan spee switched uh switched bodies like they just switched persons they might have i mean that
0: would make a lot more sense than what we've seen (laughs) otherwise
1: harris english has been awesome this year and (laughs) Um, yeah, it's not just, his game has been really well-rounded. You know, he's, he's the only guy I'm looking at the top seven right now. He's the only guy that has a negative strokes gain category and it's been off the tee, which is kind of weird for him. He's, I think normally better than that off the tee, especially on a course where uh, you put a lot of three woods in his hand off the tee. You know, you've got some, some par fours where you, you, kind of forces you to hit three wood. That's That should be a, a, a great thing for him. It should play into his hands. He has, he, you know, I, I'm interested, like, that, that can get you into trouble, as Mark uh, alluded to earlier. Like, there's some real bad places to miss at TPC Boston. So, hopefully that doesn't catch up with him on Sunday. Uh, but, yeah, everything else has been really good. And he's been, you know, people m- may or may not have been paying attention. He's been awesome for, like, the last six to eight weeks. He's been really, really, like, like top 15, top 10 on tour, uh, consistent. So, uh, yeah, uh, great. Another great week for him.
2: You know, sometimes certainly in my experience, you see these virtuosos or you see these folks that they just ooze talent. And Harris English is one of those. You, you saw it even in college. Yeah. saw it as he made his way through the, the corn ferry tour and route to the PGA tour and won early. Um, when the game sort of comes easy to one, then sometimes one can rest on one's laurels and then you get ahead of yourself and you don't really stick to the grind and you don't do the right things off the course and you aren't fundamental in your approach. And when I caught up with his instructor, uh, Justin Parsons, and I said to him, what's the change? And he said, honestly, it's just us getting before the year when Harris didn't have um, status on the tour and was playing on like a past champions uh, status they were like, You're going to get into minim, minimal events, but you better start working hard and you work on the right things and you be disciplined about your pre shot routine and these things you can control. And then when you're in tournaments, you go and make the best of the situation. And he's taken to that. And apparently, off the course, in practice, in preparation, he has really had the nose to the grindstone. And it's nice to see the work paying off because oftentimes it doesn't right away. But this is what I know for sure you take talents. And you mix this with some discipline and, and, and a bunch of hard work. It's the recipe for success. And that's what we're seeing right now.
0: I love it. We'll see how he does on Sunday. I want to talk about Tiger Woods. I want to talk about Rory McElroy, But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners.
3: Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey from launching and managing And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, TaylorBrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T A I L O R B R A N D S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands.
0: And we're back. All right, gentlemen. It was an early finish for Tiger and Rory. Who Were they, KP, were they the first group out this morning? They were third. Okay, well, they're going to be the second earliest (laughs) group out tomorrow on Sunday because uh, they played pretty poorly. It combined five over, Tiger was two over, Rory was three over. Uh, Rory was playing well until he hit a ball literally backwards that looked like he – I guess it – I hope it hit a rock. I don't know what happened. I think his club hit a rock. uh, It was (laughs) (laughs) –
1: it has to be the worst feeling to – it was a par five, the second hole. You hit a shot, it was back right, I think he was, and he hits it backwards into the water. So he has to drop like 100 yards back down the fairway. So to walk, walk all the way to the green, take a stroke, and then walk all the way back, is uh, that's a tough one. That's not good. He had two triples in his first seven holes. Uh, he – I I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is because you you watch it and it's like, I don't know, he's hitting – He's hitting good shots, but then he he puts himself into the and and Tiger did this on on Saturday also. You hit uh, his misses. He, he's not missing in the right spots. He's missing in really really bad spots to where you open up your 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 um, you, you you give yourself the opportunity to make a double or a triple, and that's what Tiger and, and Tiger has done that this week a little bit. We look at the chunk chips, we look at you know some of the, his bad play around the greens, and it's like, wow, he's terrible with his wedges right now. Well, maybe, but also it, it's the approach game that has put him into these situations that are untenable. Like, And that's what he's been so good at his whole career, missing the right spot, missing the right spot, lag putt, lag putt. Don't bring double and triple into play. He hasn't, he hasn't been very sharp in that area this week.
0: Mark, I don't know if you got a chance to lay eyes on either of these two today. It was early on on Saturday. I mean, uh, is this a situation... The Rory thing is is fascinating to me because he was the most dominant player on the face of the earth before the shutdown, and now he seems very lost. And And maybe we just file this into golf is hard. Like, I don't know what else to say.
2: Well, you know me. I'm probably going to go that way anyway <laughs> because I, I did see six holes of it, I think it was. and And my take on Tiger was... He just looks a little lethargic. You, you know, he, he doesn't, there, there's no real energy to one. And, and there's, there's a weird sort of a thing that the players will tell you about getting into the rhythm of the competition and the rhythm of the round and the flow of the round. And, and that happens when you make the odd save, when you miss a target, and that keeps the score alive. And then you suddenly hit a good one. Then you make a birdie. And then you run, you sort of surf the waves. And then when you fall off, you paddle hard and you get yourself back up. There's not much of that going on with Tiger right now. And with Rory, I just see a guy that, like I said about DJ, these guys' egos are big, right? They, they, they want to be the alpha dog. And it looks like he's trying so hard right now, and he's trying so hard to hit the ball perfect, trying so hard to do all the right things around the greens. And, and, and the right thing around the greens sometimes needs you, and the analogy I would draw is to, like when you're racing down the road, you don't grip the steering wheel very tightly. You know you just need a fingertip to 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 drive a race car if you will and he's, his numbers around the greens are desperate i, th- I think he's last in the field scrambling yeah and on the greens he's not that good either and that just tells me it's a guy that's doubtful trying very hard holding the club too tight all these sorts of things and then the more you miss the more this starts to snowball and i'm keen to see i don't want to belabor where he is because just like dj he can turn this around and tiger can too but where's the crossroads? I I, I want to know over the next couple of weeks, how do you suddenly turn the tide here? Do you just start, you know, swinging for the fences like it normally does and hit a few good iron shots, and maybe rattle a few putts in, or is there something that needs to start changing? Because right now you can see the frustration in Rory.
1: Yeah, you definitely can. And I I thought I watched most of the round on Saturday. I wrote about it a little bit, but it was kind of. Uh, morose. I, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. It, it wasn't, it was kind of sad. Like, it, it, you know, they go out, they're five over, they lose by uh, if you're looking at Sheffler and DJ on Friday, they lose by 28 combined to those two guys <laughs> from Friday. And normally when look like when Rory and Tiger are playing and you've got uh, like the early gallery there on a Saturday, it, it, it's at least still kind of a show. Like it's Rory and Tiger, right? A hundred combined PGA tour wins, all these major championships. And on Saturday, it was just like, it was like there was nothing going on. There was nothing to play for. They were just kind of, yeah, just rolling around. It just, it was, it was tough to watch, honestly. It was it was kind of brutal.
2: Well, you, you, you bring up a point that brings me to, to something that I wanted to say, and I'm gonna admit that I was wrong because I actually took on Doug Bell on the show about the value of the crowds and how, you know, when you're vying for a PGA Championship, the stuff is still going inside of you, which is real. yeah when you're not playing well, like I say there's you're at that crossroads. if you're a Rory or if you're a tiger, you've got this adulation being heaped on you by all these crowds all of the time with you ting off at 7:45 am or 2:45 pm. And, and that stuff lifts one's spirits. So even if you're not going very well and folks are cheering for you the whole way, that can sort of get one going. But when you're out at 8 am this morning with a spotter, uh, one television guy and and a few live cameras that's not going to G you up very much so 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 I can see now you know uh, as we sort of now 11 weeks into this return that the crowds have a real effect on guys like that because they're just so used to being pumped up by everyone around them it's a good point
0: well, they're going to get another crack at it on Sunday. They are paired together, second group out. I want to see that Rory uh, bouncing a step from, from green to tee. That's what I want to see. Uh, if you can watch the final round on CBS this week and streaming begins at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Watch it on the web at CBSSports.com. Watch it on your mobile device in the CBS Sports app, or you can stream it on OTT devices via the CBS Sports app on Roku, Apple TV, or Fire TV. Gentlemen, Dustin Johnson is minus 600 on William Hill, meaning you have to lay $600 to win $100. we are picking DJ here. Is there any? I mean, right? Or, we don't have to waste time. We're wasting daylight, right? That's yeah, what
2: put me down for $1,200, please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're, we're picking DJ, but I think that's unbettable, right?
1: Because he's the last guy to lose the five-stroke, 54-hole lead. He's going to win, but if there's somebody – of that caliber that would lose it would be him so i just i think he's gonna
0: win but i don't think you can bet it this is the definition of picking up nickels in front of a steamroller yes yes because my my favorite quote because dustin johnson is the most most likely to shoot an 80 tomorrow most likely to shoot a 59 tomorrow Uh, All right, gentlemen, we're going to enjoy it either way. See if DJ can close this bad boy out. Let me thank Mark Immelman. You can find him on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. Let me thank Kyle Porter. You can find him at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.